Hey everyone, welcome to episode 96 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. What's cracking? Everything's cracking <laughs> today. It's February. It's Everything's cracking. Derek and Steve present... Look, he's going to win again, and look, he's got a gazillion gold medals. It's not because the event is more exciting, in my opinion. Okay, well, let's table that for now, yep. because it's obvious you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> what is the answer? Two speed Two skating rinks. Two speed skating rinks in the United States, and we think we're going to win a medal at speed <laughs> yeah. skating. Yeah. So it's going to be quick. <laughs> Damn it. I shouldn't have said that. What? We always say that. We always say that. Well, we do always say that. Yeah. We always say that. We can't say it's going to be quick. We don't it's know. Not gonna we don't know it's it's going to be quick. It's going to be super long and boring. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 96 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on? What's cracking? What's cracking? Uh, not much is cracking, Derek. We're halfway through February. We've got big news on um, a couple sports. We actually get, finally get to break some news a little bit, in the yeah. sports section. Um, and I know, I think we got a good episode. How, yeah. how are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Episode 96 is going to be... Uh, should be quick, I think. No, should be quick. Don't say that. Happy <laughs> yeah, President's Day. That was a mockery of, of the intro. Yeah, Happy President's Day. You had um, the day off. I had the day off. Did you do anything fun? I didn't do anything fun. I did some laundry. Uh, I got my haircut. I was gonna I, say. Uh, I yep, thought you got a haircut. I did. Yeah. They uh, the guys over at Boston Barber Company don't take President's Day off. Evidently. Um, Neither do I. Although they had fewer people working than usual. Um, I did see a little fun thing on Twitter earlier today, which was a Reddit thread of somebody being like. It's kind of dumb that we call it President's Day because it only it's not honoring all the presidents. It only honors George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. It's true. And, and it's set between the two of their birthdays. And then somebody responded to that Reddit thread saying it would probably be a pain in the ass to celebrate all of the president's birthdays averaged together. And then someone was like, I wonder what that average is. Yeah. And the original Reddit user was like, I have nothing better to do. Give me a few minutes. And then so he posted another uh, message shortly after that with this whole thing, a whole mathematical breakdown. Is of it like, possible to get the so, average? Well, so it is. So the way that – so we didn't plan to talk about this, but I just saw it and I figured we'd talk about it. Um, he went from 0 to 365. So like every president was assigned like a okay. number based on what their birthday is. So it's like every, every month had a – every month had like a value. And then, you know, so basically mathematically you can figure out what the average is. Can I get, um, try to guess what it is? You can try to guess what it is. June fifteenth. June fifteenth. That is incorrect. <laughs> the, Darn it. The, 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 and now, now I'll reveal the answer. And the reason why I saw it was because a bunch of people retweeted it because it's fascinating. It's July fourth. Really? It is July fourth. No way. Yeah. That can't be weird. true. It's weird. I, I didn't check his math, but his mat his Reddit post has has been circulated quite a bit. So I can check his math later. But, it but, is, but is it just because he built these rules around it, or well, is it well, like well, actually? So certainly, you could. There's no yeah. objective way to figure out the average birthday because the calendar works in a circle. Yeah. You know, so it's like if you took the average between someone who was born on December 31st and January 1st, that's one day apart. But the average would be like June 30th. Yeah. You know, because that's in the middle of the year. So in that sense, it's not a really an average kind of. But um, if you go based on what day of the year from zero to 365, it ends up to be July 4th. That so is very according to. You know, I, again, I didn't check his math, but and it's got to change every year, right? It would. Well, at least. No, well, he didn't do it by changing every year, so he basically did it like so. Well, like every time there's a new president. Oh, oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did it counting up till up through President Trump, and I think he uh, the one thing that was a caveat there that you could argue would, would change it is that he counted Grover Cleveland only once um, because he had two two separate terms. Oh, yeah. He counted well, twice as two different presidents, like so. Yeah, Donald Trump's totally the forty fifth president, yes. but there's only actually been forty four of them. Okay, gotcha. So, well, that is very yeah, very cool. weird, very weird. That I that I was not expecting to talk yeah. about that today. I, neither was a, I, but then I just saw it like ten minutes before we started. So. That's a nice yeah. little tidbit for President's Day. Yeah. Um, could have been the opening drive. Could have been a very nice opening drive. Yeah, I know, I know. But instead, we have <laughs> what I not think nice. what I think is probably the worst <laughs> opening drive we've ever had. Um, we have the video for you. So I don't know how many of our listeners. Watched the NBA All-Star Game this mm-hmm. weekend. It was overall a pretty good event. I mean, mm-hmm. there were some really low points and some really, really, really low points. And then some average points. So overall, it was a good weekend for the NBA. Um, there was one of the more awkward, terrible, uncomfortable moments of all time. Of all time. In Fergie, you know, Fergalicious Death. Yep, The her. Fergie from yep. uh, Black Eyed Peas. Yep. 
in her rendition of the national anthem. Yes. It is so cringeworthy and terrible that if you can't stand like the most uncomfortable, awkward thing that you can imagine, I would skip the next minute because we're going to let it run for a minute. Yep. Just to kind of get the feeling for it. Yeah. And and then I want your thoughts. What we'll on do it. is we'll let it run for like forty five seconds ish, and then and then try we'll not skip to, to the up. end, and we'll give you the end of it too, because okay. the end is just like laugh out loud funny, because she's like making this thing way more dramatic than it needs to be, and at some point also you should go look up the various player reactions oh, while the great. national anthem is happening, because every player is cracking up laughing at the national anthem, so which is not good, <laughs> which is not okay. what the national anthem is designed to be. Roll the clip, Fergie's terrible national anthem. Perform the Star Spangled Banner is an acclaimed singer, songwriter, actress, and eight-time Grammy Award winner from Hacienda Heights, California, Fergie. Skip ahead. Yes, skip ahead. This is great. So, and the thing is, she like thought that she crushed that. Like, yeah. she's like, you could tell with her body language and like hitting that last note and like, let's play some basketball. Like, she has she didn't good, know what was coming social media wise. She I don't think. has a good voice. <laughs> I will say, I was watching this live, and the NBA guys, the it's Shaq and Kenny yeah. and um, Charles Barkley. Yeah. they were hilarious. <laughs> they, they it cut to them, and they were all like dead eyed, and they and. They kind of looked at each other, and, and Chuck goes, can we talk about that national anthem? <laughs> <laughs> and Shaq's like, don't talk about Fergie. She's my girl. Don't talk about Fergie. And Charles Barkley goes, I think I need a cigarette after that. <laughs> yeah. uh, they said it was sung to the, the tune of Happy Birthday, Mr. President, by like Marilyn Monroe yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just so. Uh, it I had to like shake my hands yeah, to like, get rid of yeah. some Imagine, of the awkwardness. Well, well, the and you could you could tell by if you watch the video, like, the people in the stadium dealt with that awkwardness by laughing. Like they're they're looking, they're kind of like looking at each other, and like by the end of it, they're all just like by the ending part that you just heard there when we skipped ahead, they go down the row of like NBA players, and they are all smiling. Like like they're yeah. not like laughing necessarily, but they're all like holding back laughter. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm all for <laughs> experimentation. Like, yeah. It's the same lyric, so you have to try something. Yeah. But this was brutal. Yeah. And she's she to her credit is being talked about. She's yeah. relevant again. I mean, any other anyone else sings the national anthem really well, and it's just a footnote. It, yeah. No one even yeah. talks about it. Yeah. It's this true. is this is newsworthy. <laughs> how terrible this is. I I was true. physically shook. I was yeah. shook listening to this. Yeah. I'm I'm shook right now. Yeah. I'm just, just like hearing part of that. So. I need to take a shower. <laughs> so Fergie does a terrible job with the national anthem, but but we um, still like Fergie. All publicity is good publicity. That's true. Say. All so, press is good press. I'm with you there. So, um, so that is the opening drive, Fergie, and we'll get to more of the NBA All Star Weekend uh, during the sports section. But anything else you want to close out there with uh, with Furby's with uh, Furby. Furby, <laughs> Fergie's national anthem? Uh, no bid. Um, no, I hope she's back in a just in a different <laughs> in way. a better way. Yeah. <laughs> Than that so yeah. all right so that brings us into period number one which will be the bc update Got another dude! Hey! 
better than this. Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. Alrighty, so a couple of topics in the BC update. First one I'll let you start with. We mentioned it last week. Yeah, so if you are listening to this on Tuesday, February 20th, then tonight is your 100 days reunion party. So officially 100 days until the BC five-year reunion. The party is being held at The Greatest Bar. Which is the worst bar. Which is the worst bar, but the name of it is The Greatest Bar. Um, The tickets are $15. You get a drink ticket. You get food. Um sort of bad news for you here, Derek, and I hope this is going to help people go, but um, I'm on the committee to spread the word or yep. whatever. Apparently, I've, I and our <laughs> friends have not been doing a great job. Um, <laughs> I've announced it twice on the podcast now, so yep. Yep. everyone listening is going to attend, obviously. Right. Um, but apparently, there's only like 15 people RSVP'd. Interesting. Okay. But, I mean... So that's kind of bad news. That's kind of bad news, yeah. but I don't know what you expect, really. I mean... Yeah. They haven't well, really been pushing it. What they, they could do for starters is email everyone. They should email everyone. <laughs> instead, instead they should of, email everyone yesterday. Yeah. Instead of emailing me and five other people saying, red alert. <laughs> Tell everyone. Tell everyone. They should just email everyone. Because they have all of our email addresses. Yeah. So the, whoever's running the show in the BC uh, events department isn't doing a great job. Correct. That being said, we should all go. Yeah. 15 bucks. Um, it's We should certainly go. It's right yeah. next door to us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I don't want to, but I've been complaining <laughs> complaining a long time about how they don't do enough stuff in Boston for yeah. the alumni, so yeah. I feel kind of obligated to go and support any event that they put on. They didn't do anything since that uh, the athletic one, which was great. When we went to that athletic um, like preseason football. We oh, talked, yeah. to, we uh, talked to what's Rich his name? Gunnell. Yeah, Rich Gunnell. Yeah. They haven't done really anything since then. So yeah, I hope it's like that. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's like that, then yeah. I'll enjoy that. And there wasn't that many people there either. It's no, probably yeah, like exactly. 30 to 50 tops. Yeah. Um, but I do, I checked the RFCP list. There are some of our friends going. So mm-hmm. if you're considering it, Derek, will you be there? I will be there. Oh, cool. I haven't RFCP'd, but I, I am I'm planning on going. Okay, so I'll cool. RFCP tomorrow. Sweet. Well, then we'll both go. Um, yeah. Great. So be meet us there then. Yeah. Tonight. Meet us there. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Wow. Greatest Tonight. Bar. Well, unless, unless you're a late listener. Six thirty PM. You already missed it, but yeah. If it's if it's February, look at your calendar right now. If it's February twentieth, then it's tonight. Then it's tonight. So second BC topic is BC baseball mm-hmm. is going to play the Red Sox. They they got promoted to the majors. Correct. So, they, yeah. they're on the schedule this year. Yeah. Um, no, this is an annual tradition. Yeah. BC plays the Red Sox for spring training uh, in Fort Myers. That's February twenty second. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people are going to be able to attend that game, but I think it, I thought it was just fun to note yeah. that. Our Boston College Eagles will be playing the Red Sox for spring training again this year, and it's on the 22nd, which yep. I believe is Thursday. Yeah, and so the Red Sox usually have their first two spring games against the uh, BC baseball team and the Northeastern baseball team. I think both of them fly down to Fort Myers sort of for their own spring training little set of, of you know, it's probably much cooler for the college teams than it is yeah. for the Red Sox, but um, but a good way to start their season and get, you know, exposure to, I'm sure that, I'm sure they like kind of, get to pick the brains of a lot of Red Sox coaches and players and stuff. So um, so it's a good good little tradition and they do, I think. And it's a big win if they win. I mean, yeah, it it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a lose-lose situation for the professional teams. Yeah, for sure. They're either going to sure. crush these teams or lose to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, who cares either way? Yeah. So, actually, when I was in high school, our um, college team, the community college, actually, mm-hmm. who, who's known for being very good at baseball mm-hmm. – uh, Manatee Community College beat the Pirates single mm. A in a similar fashion yeah. in Bradenton, and it was mm. huge news. And like the Pittsburgh papers wrote like embarrassment on like <laughs> in all caps. So it is yeah. a, it could be big news if BC wins, yeah. but overall yeah. it's just kind of like a fun quirk. I'm game. trying to remember if if the college team has beaten the Red Sox in any of these recent years. Um, I, I know that they for at least one of these two games, the Red Sox end up playing a lot of their backup guys, but yeah. I think they play a lot of the regulars for at least one of them. Yeah. Or at I mean, least they mix them in. So regardless, I mean, they're professional players. So yeah. it's like... And you should be able to, as a... I mean, I feel like baseball, the the difference, like the leap from college to pros, yeah. especially if you're playing a second-tier pro team, like mm-hmm. their bench, you should mm-hmm. be able to compete with them. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the case. But, well, yeah, because you would think that on one hand, but then on the other hand, there are like three levels of minor league baseball before you get to the pros, yeah. too. So it's like there, there's, there's a lot that we probably can't um, identify from as a... 
as a fan that 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 separates the major leaguers. But um, regardless, everyone's everyone's rusty beginning of spring training. So anything could happen there for BC uh, playing the Red Sox on February twenty second. Go so, Eagles! Anything else for the BC update? Who are you rooting for? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I'm rooting for BC. I'm, I want that. That's a much better. That's a big boost for BC confidence wise. Yeah. And I don't think it has it will have any impact on the Red Sox beyond like a few people saying it's embarrassing. It won't actually have an impact on the Red Sox. But BC, that could give them some confidence to, to start rolling. So I'm going to keep an eye on it and make, wrote, it, make I, it huge news if the Red Sox <laughs> lose. Um, so that's it. Anything else on the BC update? That's it for me. All right. Brings us into sports. All righty. So in sports, we have the Olympics. We do have the Olympics. A lot of the Olympics. So we'll start with that, and we'll start with a, with a story that I know that you're unhappy about. I'm <laughs> frustrated. And I am not a fan of this either, uh, but I, I got a nice laugh out of it when I saw some tweets about it and stuff. So I'll let you introduce the topic and kind of give the quick explanation of the story. Okay. So here's a short story about the world's biggest loser. <laughs> Elizabeth Marion Sweeney, um, she is officially the world's worst Olympic athlete. If you have not seen this video, you should Google Elizabeth Marion Sweeney, S-W-A-N-E-Y, ski run. So there's this Hungarian, quote-unquote, Olympic athlete who qualifies to be in the Olympics. She runs down the halfpipe, literally doesn't do a trick she goes up she goes up the side of each like each side of the half pipe probably three times and barely catches any air she you could tell she's just trying not to fall over and it was almost as if they had picked a fan out of the crowd (laughs) and said you're gonna be on national television do you want to try the half pipe for the first time ever do you want to try skiing for the first time ever and try not to fall over and if you if you succeed you're an olympic athlete so this woman, I don't even call her a woman, this loser, Elizabeth Sweeney, games the Olympic system. So apparently in order to become an Olympian, in, in, especially in, in women's skiing, you have to qualify. You have to basically place like top 15 in 30 um, tournaments throughout the year in a, in a bunch of different locations. Mm-hmm. The women's uh, field is not very deep for skiing, so... Less than 15 people usually show up. And in her country, I think it was even less than normal. I think, right, in Hungary. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it has to do with the with the country. Like, in the U.S., it would have been harder for her to do this. But, like, in, in Hungary, there weren't as many so competitors. Anyway, yeah. all she has to do is show up, and that's it. And put on skis. Yeah. And she could sk- ski straight down the middle and still make it, make it to the Olympics. So, <laughs> which is hilarious. So she does this. This weirdo who she traveled around the world, competed in... Th- at least 30 competed half, needs air quotes yes around it. Yeah. more air quotes competed in 30 olympic trial runs in the half pipe literally just going up the side and down the side barely getting yep. any air literally just yep. not crashing yep. to make it to, to quote yeah. make it to the olympics yeah so she has succeeded in her dream of being an olympic athlete this is the equivalent of someone in the summer olympics going for the 100 meter sprint and going around the going around their country to thirty different qualifying matches and walking, yes, like setting up at the starting line and walking while everyone does the hundred meter sprint, yeah, or getting lapped, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and walking every time and then showing up at the Olympics and walking again in the hundred, <laughs> yes, like that, that's that's what this is the equivalent. That of. is a very good equivalent. And so I, I don't know why you do this. I mean, obviously you want to be famous, you just want recognition, like whatever she, she, whatever reason she's doing it for has succeeded because yeah. she has to know how this looks. And it's embarrassing, and I hate it so much because we've been but talking about. But some people don't, which is some people don't hate it, which is weird. Who doesn't hate? It? I mean, if you scroll who don't, down that article, people who don't hate it are so stupid. If you scroll down that article, there are tweets like at Elizabeth Sweeney, your half pipe today was so sweet, it made my day. Yeah, but and then someone else says at Elizabeth Sweeney, you should be ashamed of yourself. What a joke! That's what I. That's how I feel. <laughs> but but it's yeah, it and makes, I think that's how the majority feels. But it's like some people like. So you want to know why I do like it a little bit? Is because it exposes exactly what we've been talking about. Yeah. How dumb these sports are. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to believe that this woman is well, no, the best yeah. athlete in the yeah. in Hungary. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't care if they don't ski that much or if if the the field is super thin. If that's the case, this should not be a sport in the Olympics. 
Yeah. If their well, subscription is the best that we can offer, it's not an Olympic sport. Yeah, so I don't think Do you think you could go out and get a higher score than her right now? Um well given so I think I could. the reason is the reason I say no is because I would get the same score because because <laughs> yeah. like thirty I think is the low is like the throwaway score of yeah. like you didn't really do anything to earn points and I don't think I would earn points in a in an Olympic halfpipe but um but yeah like so for me it falls slightly to the side of what you just said of like it doesn't to me mean that the sport doesn't belong but it exposes huge problems in the logistics of this like like. She shouldn't be competing. <laughs> yeah. that, that's everyone should agree on. There that. needs to be a now. A I, committee. I don't care if there's one less less person competing. That's fine. I, I I'm okay with keeping the sport. I, like I personally, I like the half pipe. I think the half pipe is a cool yeah. event. Like and and usually and it was only in snowboarding for a long time, and so now it's in skiing. I think it's cool. Um, but there's this is a problem. Like like this is wasting time. Like <laughs> yeah. th- that's what this is. It's wasting time and money and money. Uh, yeah, and a lot of things. Like like uh, who pays for her to go to the Olympics? Uh, somebody. Does she pay for herself? I don't know. Her lodging. I don't know, I don't know her, how that works. Fly, like Olympic everything. lodging and all that stuff, travel to get there, their food when they're there. Like, does it, is that paid for by. I'm like, sure it's not. I'm yeah, sure they, they don't, don't pay out, out of their pocket. pocket. Yeah, I mean, unless their country raises money for them. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but this is ridiculous. It's a This is a problem in the way this the is Olympics a problem. Are because it should be. Again, we, we argued, we debated this. Last, I, I don't want to call it arguing. It wasn't to that extent, but we. We debated this last week about, you know, the number of sports and, like, whether there needs to be less sports or different sports or whatever. And, like, again, like, regardless of where you stand on that, like, I think the sports are fine. This logistical problem is, like, unacceptable. The fact like, that they couldn't – and the Olympics is so prestigious yeah. and, and it's traditional. This and is a mockery of the it's, Olympics. It is. Like, it, it makes it look like a joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, this person I wonder gets, how the Olympic Committee feels about exactly. this. Exactly. I yeah. bet they hate it. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. look what they had to do for the uh, Russians, the you know, Olympic athletes yeah. of Russia. Yeah. They can't win official medals. They can compete, but they don't have an official medal in the Olympic yeah. records. Yeah. Yet they're yeah. all winning gold medals. Yeah. <laughs> now this woman yeah. <laughs> puts on skis and has a nice leisurely stroll down the half pipe, and, yeah. and they have to watch her do it. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I, I mean, I that's why I like it, because it's, it's making them – it's exposing the Olympics for kind of for yeah. what they are. Yeah, it's just this prop, like it's yeah. all a, it's all a mirage. Like, look, it's true. It's true. Will Michaela Schifrin win five gold medals? Should they move? <laughs> should they reschedule should they it reschedule so that she can do that? Races like, so she can win five medals. Literally, this the second they say that yeah. she doesn't medal in yeah. the next event. Yeah, like it's yeah. all just this big mirage. They want yeah. you to. Oh, I, I I hate it. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning more towards being out on the Olympics. Yeah, well. I would never be fully out because I want them to exist. But to, uh, I think they need huge. They changes. need to be fixed. Huge yeah, it changes. needs to be fixed. That's that's really all it is. It's like the the we talked about this offline too, like to a certain extent you can have some different variations of events. Like I'm not saying you can only give out one gold medal for skiing in jet, like for all of skiing, yes. one gold medal. I'm not saying that, but like the fact that that Michaela Schifrin, Schifrin can win five gold medals. And every player on a hockey team or a basketball team or a soccer team or any other of these team sports can only win one. There is one gold medal because you do a tournament to see what team wins. Yeah. Now, I know that's a team sport, not an individual sport. But, like, why is individual sport ten times the number of gold medals as team sports? Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. I am at a loss. They need to change it. So they they just need to – yeah, they need to change it. So moving along to the next interesting piece on the Olympics – I don't know if, if you've heard about this, but Gabriela Padakis, mm-hmm. um, I should have looked. I don't know her country, but um, in ice skating. Fran- France, I believe. France, yeah. ice skating pairs. She's doing her beautiful rendition on the ice. They're, they're crushing it. Pop. Yep. The back of her dress unpops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her boob yeah. starts flying around. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wardrobe malfunction mm-hmm. on the world stage. Yeah. And she continues to do her routine. Yeah. She, I mean, there's minimal adjustments, like with shoulder, like trying to catch it with the shoulder and, yeah. and put the yeah. clothes back on. But she ends up doing multiple yeah. moves, whatever you want to call them. Still, yeah. With Gets with, through it. with exposure. Yeah. So and she was trying to work around it. The, the NBC cameras kind of blurred it a little. Like they, they basically put their cameras out of focus. Like like so like the whole thing was blurred. Like the entire, not just like a, not a pixelated thing yeah. where it's it's edited. Like. The cameraman just like instantly, like it's like I don't know if you if you've used a camera with like a manual focus ring. He just like spun the focus ring so that everything was blurry, so Good that for nothing them. was That's in focus. That's quick thinking. Yeah, and so like so if you actually go watch like the um 
if you go watch the clip that had like if without people grabbing screenshots or grabbing like original video, if you go grab like what was broadcasted, it's actually not that bad. Um, it, it's you actually can't. There's no real blatant like bad exposure. You know something's happening. You you clearly can tell that yeah. something happened, but like the they did a relatively good job masking it in that well, way. But the, yeah. so two things. One, congrats to her for keeping composure during yeah. this because. I mean, she she did break down. It was very emotional yeah. afterwards, as you would be. Yeah. But she competed yeah. and and apparently did really well. I mean, I don't know the real difference. Yeah, there, I don't I'm know. sure they got they, they got, got like dinged an 81, on, whatever that means. I they don't got know. dinged on points. Yeah, because I don't know if you she do. was nude. Do you think you do? Like, do you think a, a wardrobe like malfunction like that dings you points? I like think a, it doesn't actually ding you points, but yeah. I think like so it'll have you, an impact. You, you like not flowing Having because your form. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you're trying to keep your yeah. bra on yeah, is true. gonna hurt your score yeah um but what was i gonna say secondly oh secondly you have to know that this won't happen yeah at the olympics we saw it happen twice Someone, I, we, yeah it happened I, I was about to say yeah. i remember seeing this another happen. girl i saw earlier in the olympics had that happen yeah not as egregious there was no no poppage but, but like you could tell she was struggling to keep her like the the flap like basically it, it her thing like connected in the back in the middle of her back and that came undone that's the same thing that happened to this yeah. woman but it, 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 it was connected up by the, at the neck. top yeah so i don't know how you don't absolutely know that this won't happen yeah like that they've have They've skated in that dress before. A ton of times right? before, I would assume. Yeah. I don't I, know. I would assume. So that, and, I mean, and, like, how many times does this have to happen for you to be like, all right, like, I don't know. Let's not go with this fancy of a dress. Like, yeah. does anyone really care? Like, yeah. or does thick, anyone really care? Nice, thicker strap, maybe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, anyway, um, Gabrielle Padakis, congrats to you for keeping your composure. It stinks that – I mean, I'm sure there's probably 10 more events that she'll get to compete in because it's the Olympics and ice skating. <laughs> Um, but it is it is tough. So, um, congrats yeah. to Gabrielle, I guess. Is congrats, the right thing to say. I I mean condolences. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either. It's not condolences. I don't think. I don't I mean, know. It's like, not like sorry. I don't think it's that level. Um, I don't know. So anyway, that's news. Good job. Good, good job. job. Good job. Good job, Gabrielle. Good job. Um, um, way to fight through it. Good job. So just to kind of round things out, we'll go over the medal count. Norway in the lead with 28 medals, also in the lead with goal of gold uh, with 11, um, which should be expected. Norway yeah, is Norway's a very a good winter, winter sport Olympics, yeah. country. Then in order, the top 10, Germany, Canada, Netherlands, uh, rounding out the fifth spot, one, two, three, four, five, United States of America, with only 10 medals to yeah. Norway's 28, um, yeah. and only five gold to Norway's 11. So we're yeah. really slacking. Then Sweden, France, Austria, South Korea with seven medals, good for them, yep. and Japan with uh, two gold. Yeah. So there you go. Another one, other interesting uh, occurrence that I we saw today uh, was the bobsled. One of the bobsled um, competitions where Germany and Canada tied for the gold medal, which is very interesting. And my my knee jerk reaction to that was, this is so stupid. Why why are they both getting gold medals yeah. for this? But um, just more gold medals but, for everyone. But but so they didn't give out a silver medal. They gave out two golds. And in fairness, it is pretty remarkable that they tied. Like there was four runs of the bot sled and they tied on an aggregate time down to a hundredth of a second, wow. which is pretty unbelievable. Um, and so for that reason, how long is the average bot sled? Was it like I don't a remember what the uh, I don't remember what the. Let me see if I can find that. But the uh, I think it was probably at least a minute in the aggregate. Um, bobsled tie let's see um let's see canada germany tie for gold uh three minutes 16.86 seconds wow see that's even that is more a, incredible that is like yeah over four runs so canada and germany each finished in three minutes 16 seconds Isn't 16 whoops uh 16.86 seconds so that's pretty unbelievable and what's even more unbelievable is that um, this was Canada's second gold medal in the bobsled. And the last time they won it, they said was like 30 years ago or something. They also tied. Really? Yeah. So Canada has only won this gold medal in bobsled. That's so classic. In, t- in ties. That's so classic Canada. <laughs> Which is like, how do you tie in the bobsled down to a hundredth of a second on four runs? They just can't win, but, but they'll tie yeah. and they'll be just as happy. Yep. And they were, they were just as happy. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, any other final thoughts on the Olympics before we move on to other sports? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. So, moving on to the NBA All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of this you watched. I watched bits and pieces. Did you see Kevin Hart? He, I 
Unfortunately, a little bit, yeah. So, I I don't know if I'm woke or something, but I called this out years ago. Yeah. I hate Kevin Hart. I always have hated Kevin Hart. And it's finally starting to really ingrain itself into the American public that he is not funny. Yeah. He never has been. He's just kind of like quirky and dorky and like kind of like an energy. Over the like, top. Yeah, over yeah. the top, like a inter- little energy ball. He's entertaining for five minutes, but you give him the mic for 30 minutes to an hour, and it is brutal. Mm-hmm. And that's what this was. I, I mean, yeah. what did you what did you see? I didn't see really much of anything. Um, I, and I, later I saw some of his, like when he was introducing the players and stuff, and just like um, there was just too much at every introduction, first of all. Like, <laughs> I mean, just bad jokes and like just prolonging the intro. When I originally saw the the introduction of the All Star Game, I didn't I didn't have audio uh, on the TV, and so I was with a couple people, uh, and it was like, when is this game going to start? And it's like, whenever Kevin Hart's done doing this like introduction <laughs> yeah, of all doing. these players, like that's taking an hour, um, just like just too much. And it's like this is a couple weeks after the Super Bowl when he thought he was cool when yeah. he was too drunk to be able to go on the stage. Like it's just like, dude, like He's spiraling like, enough, man. enough, yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm with you on Kevin Hart. I am kind of glad. I mean, he, so he's a an adulterer. He, he yep. got caught doing some very, very weird stuff, um, and it hurt his family. And he made some like half apology. And now people are giving him the stage again, and it's kind of like the Tiger Woods thing. Yeah. You just you kind of force him at people until people are sick of him. And yep. so, and he's not good for basketball. <laughs> no. He's um, not. At so, least he wasn't in the celebrity game again. Yeah, oh, he's brutal because he makes it a joke. He, well, and he wins the MVP every year, yeah. which is like because it's all about him. Like yeah. you're going to win the MVP of the celebrity game when you take all the shots. Yes. Like It's like, like let, let some people have fun, yeah. not just – Yeah, it's not, not make like this a, about you. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have been the worst part of the NBA All-Star yeah. Weekend, but then we had the disastrous <laughs> Fergie yep. step onto the stage and sing the national anthem or like kind of – sexualize sensualize it at me yeah um and so the whole opening ceremony of the nba all-star weekend was Mm -hmm. bizarre to say the least even the halftime show did you watch the halftime show no (laughs) good it was nerd which is like pharrell's punk rock rap band okay and this woman comes out with a shaved head and like twerks for a bit and then you could tell she doesn't didn't know she was gonna have that much time in front of the camera so she just makes up moves and then twerks again and (laughs) The song goes way too long. It was just really, really, really bizarre. Yeah. Whoever wow. whoever picked the entertainment for this whole outside thing. of the actual yeah. game should be fired. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And then and I don't want anyone to this lose. This was in L.A. too. Like, yeah. How hard could that have been to get someone to come to L.A. to like be a good performer? <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, so moving on to the actual sports yeah. of the weekend, um, the dunk contest and the skills competition. What'd you think? Yeah. So, um, so as far as this goes. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I didn't think it was great. So you look at the skills contest. Uh, let's actually start all the way back. I thought that the – I don't know if you watched this or not. I thought the Rising Stars game was actually really good. Um, I the, didn't watch that, so, but I so heard it was the, good. The format of that was the U.S. versus the world, which I first was like, oh, this is going to be dumb. Until you realize that there's actually a lot of players that are not from the U.S. that are really good, young players in the NBA. And so you had like you had Joel Embiid uh, on the world team. Uh, yet I I can't name the rest of the roster, but you had a you had a Giannis? bunch of good players. Giannis, uh, Giannis is too old; he, it's oh. his third year. But um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were both in it for the U.S. And so it ended up being it was a blowout. The world won by like thirty. The world beat the U.S. team. Wow. Um, and so they they won by a lot, but but it, it's it was a semi real game. And then by the end of the game, like literally the last like two minutes of the game, when it was a blowout. They went back and forth down the court in like essentially a dunk contest. Cool. Like it was, it was actually really it was it was pretty impressive. You should go watch like the last minute of that game because people were just the defense just just cleared out of the way and like let everyone do impressive dunks. Like Donovan Mitchell had a little warm up to his dunk contest. Um, uh, John Collins on the on the Hawks had a pretty uh, nasty dunk and like same thing with Tatum and Brown. Like everybody was just having fun with it. Cool. So I thought that was good. The skills contest. Um, I'll start with the the actual the one that's like called the skills challenge yeah i think it's terrible so dumb um it's just a terrible event <laughs> i don't know i don't yeah. know what else to say about it yeah like it's not fun to watch it's 
in theory, so so when they introduced this like three years ago, in theory, it was funny because you'd have like a bracket of big men, a bracket of of little guys, of guards, yeah. and they'd go at it with each other in the final. But the big men have all become talented. Like the big men all can do stuff now. So it's not like watching Embiid do a skills challenge and Horford and like guys who who play that way in the game. They yeah. dribble up and down the court and shoot threes. Like that's not exciting anymore. And literally a third of that challenge is running from one end of the court to the other and doing a layup. Yeah, that's a third of that's like one third <laughs> of that of that event. Like, yeah, they dribble through some cones, they pass it, then they run all the way back down the court and do a layup. Yeah, and then they run all the way back to the other end and shoot a three. It's the dumbest event they have, and so I'll kick it off by saying that that's the worst event by yes, far. Agreed. Do you agree? I'm not gonna comment on it because I also agree. Okay, so after that is there's the three point challenge in the slam dunk. Am I missing one? Is there another event? I feel like there that's is, but I can't think of it. That's so all I can think of. Maybe that is all there is. Um. So with that said, I thought the, I think the other two events are classics, and I am pretty happy with them. Uh, the three point contest was a little bit of a letdown because a lot of guys didn't perform well, um, but Devin Booker had a great round to end up winning. He he had twenty eight, which is a great score for three point. So I won't really talk much more about three point slam dunk. Um, I will say, so I thought the slam dunk contest was pretty good. I think Donovan Mitchell was great. Um, I think Larry Nance had a couple good moments, like you know, with his channeling his dad, yeah. who, who was who was a past winner. Um, it occurred to me as I watched some highlights of that. And then I saw on Twitter, someone had retweeted highlights from a couple of years ago. We were very spoiled by the Aaron Gordon, Zach yeah. Levine. So that like, those were I watched, great dunks. I, I wa- there was like a literally a three minute video of their dunks from that, that dunk contest. And they were all They're great. All amazing. But, well, like, like we were spoiled by that dunk contest. I, I was watching that video being like, how did all of these happen in the same dunk contest? Um, so I will say that is that I think the dunk contest in a vacuum this year was pretty good. But it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't up to par with what we saw a couple of years ago. With, yeah. with, was it last year or two years ago? I think it was. I think it was last multiple year, years ago. Last year was Aaron Gordon in the sit down dunk, and Zach Levine beat him with the behind the back. Oh dunk. right, right, right. Oh, did they go uh, two years in a row at yeah. it? Okay, then maybe uh, the video I saw was of two of two years worth of mm-hmm. finals dunks by them. But either way, so we were kind of spoiled by the last couple of years, um, and so. Uh, I, I think this year's was pretty good, but wasn't on par with with what we saw there. So, that that's my take on it. Yeah, that. I, I I it's hard to come up with new dunks. It so is. That when when we saw that that um I think it was two years ago actually when they mm-hmm. when they went back to back. Yeah. Um, and they were just going at it in the final round was yeah. amazing, and that's yeah that's not going to happen very often no. because there's only so many things a physical body can <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Um, however, I don't like that it's become. A costume show. The the costumes are dumb. Like they like, need to. I mean, Dwight Oladipo, Howard, Oladipo put on the Black Panther mask, stupid. and it's like, what's the point they, of this? And, like, and, and like someone put on a Vince Carter jersey. Larry yeah. Nance put on his dad. Yeah. Well, his so dad's jersey. I, I will say the Vince Carter jersey I think is less egregious, only because he did did a fa- the the famous Vince Carter dunk. Yeah. So like like if that's not as like that's kind of cheesy, but it's not as bad as it could be for me. Like when you put on the Black Panther mask or just like put your dad's jersey on, and I know he did his dad's dunk too, but like. At a certain point, you can't just like put someone's jersey on and do their dunk. Like yeah. I think the Vince Carter one is like pretty iconic. So, like I, th- I thought that was relatively yeah. okay. Uh, so it all started with Dwight Howard and the Superman yeah. dunk, which is fine. Like that yeah. was his first time he did something. He yeah. tried something new. Yeah. Good, but yeah. it's kind of getting out of control. I yeah. don't know how you change it. I just yeah. I think you maybe. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how to fix it. I think you yeah. have to keep the three point contest. It's just too too classic. Mm-hmm. And then you really got to get somehow. Your best dunkers, yeah. In, the, the best to, dunkers to still aren't doing it, the, and that's like a problem. You, I think like you have to, you have to somehow write it into their contract. Yeah, that Giannis and LeBron yeah. and Kevin yeah. Durant and yeah. these these superstars who yeah. would blow the roof off yeah. of any of these dunkers. Yeah, like Victor Oladipo can barely reach the yeah. net. Oladipo didn't belong in the dunk contest. Um, the only I think Donovan Mitchell legitimately is like he, he has a lot of bounce. I yeah. think I think he like you could tell with some. I think some of his dunks he has a high potential of dunking. Victor Oladipo like just couldn't get the ball down. I, yeah. mean, I mean he he had some he had some good ideas and like yeah. he just couldn't finish he, them because he he's not he's he's like six one like yeah. he's not a. I don't know like, why he keeps. I mean he did have a good showing. A couple years ago, yeah. in that same mm-hmm. dunk contest with Aaron Gordon, yep. but he, he's—you're right. He's six-one. He's a point guard. Yeah. Like, w- yeah, you need to get it, you, some of these big bodies out yeah. here. Doing- well, so the the exception is like if you're super short, <laughs> like Nate Robinson was like, this is like yeah. this is a thing because he's so short and he Correct. can dunk. But like, you can't be like middle of the road, like six-one, six-two. It's like you're not short enough where everyone's like, wow. 
but you're not big enough to actually dunk like well, you know. So, yeah. so um, but yeah, overall, I, you got to get LeBron. Yeah, like Giannis needs to be in this. Yeah, event. like he that he's a freak. Like he, it, he threw an alley oop down over someone this year in a game. Like imagine yeah. what he'd do in a dunk contest. Yeah, and and it's it's gonna be a domino effect. Just one of them has yeah. to say yes. Mm-hmm. The fact that LeBron hasn't done it. Is pretty impressive because yeah. I'm sure he's yeah. his entire career faced a lot of pressure to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and I mean, if he did it, others would do it. Yeah. Like if Joel Embiid said he would do it, I mean, yeah. he doesn't have the best reputation among the players. Yeah. But well, yeah. If you had one of those guys say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm a superstar and I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I think I at think a certain more point. Do it. I think at a certain point, um, like a guy like Embiid, I actually don't know if it would be a big upgrade. So it would be an upgrade in the sense of that it's a higher profile guy, and yeah. so if that's all that we're looking for, it would be good. Um, but, so I think, um, in some ways it is nice that the, that some of these lesser guys go because they sometimes are the really, truly more yeah. raw athletic guys. Like, like, True. like I I'm not LeBron, I'm, I'm not saying LeBron, but like a guy like Mitchell or like, um, even, well, I don't probably well, Mitchell's use, the only one. Use like Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, for example. Yeah, I don't think they not were, superstars. they were not popular before yeah. that contest. Right. Now right. both, now like both players are yeah. considered studs yeah. and, and they don't play that well. I mean, they play. Yeah. Above average for the NBA, but yeah, but more importantly, superstars. more importantly, they're like they were phenomenal dunkers, and yeah. like that's what mattered. And so, um, like if if it was if Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon kept being in the dunk contest, then nobody would be crying that LeBron wasn't in it because they would have this showdown of of these two guys. So I think it's the the only answer isn't necessarily getting LeBron and Giannis in it, but it's at least making sure that your four guys are all great dunkers, which wasn't the case this year, yeah. and and hasn't been the case most no. years. And to play devil's advocate aaron gordon was scheduled to be in this yeah. dunk contest yeah, yeah. but he had a hip injury right. do you know which guy replaced him by chance larry nance was it larry nance, larry nance okay. jr and okay. he was one of the better dunkers yeah he, he made it to the finals yeah. yeah so who uh yeah it was it was mitchell nance oladipo and who do you remember who the fourth was i can't remember um um i don't yeah but so either way it's they're not great lineups of dunkers and so that's i think what they what they need to do to fix it i don't think format wise there's much although i will say Every good dunk is a 48, 49, or 50. Yeah, they need to change the they scoring. They need to change the scoring somehow. They I don't know to, I don't know how, but they need to change it. They absolutely have to. Yeah. It needs to not be celebrity judges who go, oh, <laughs> yeah. whoa, yeah, yeah. for every dunk. It needs to be someone who's actually taking it seriously. The other, the other part of it that sometimes gets a little bit aggravating is when the announcers try to kind of ram down your throat how good a dunk was. Yeah. When, like, when, like, so... F- Okay, so maybe the, if they if they, if they tell you there's something on replay that you'll see, it's like there was one I think that, that there was one that Donovan Mitchell did, like it was a windmill alley oop off the backboard, and at first blush it was like all right that was cool, it wasn't great, and I and like uh, I think Kenny Smith or one of those one of the announcers was like wait till you see the replay like how low he brought this ball, and that was like okay then you saw the replay and it was like he really did corral it pretty low and like windmill it all the yeah. way around so that's fine, but there are other other times when they're just like trying to make you believe how impressive a dunk was when like it just doesn't look that impressive yeah and that's kind of a, a buy a, i think it's yeah. a byproduct of of what of this whole thing well, happening the best so. thing that the dunk contest has going for it right now is similar to the home run derby where all of the best players are sitting on the sidelines that's true giving their reactions yeah. and they need to really capitalize on that somehow that's true they need to capitalize on the environment of yeah having all these stars goofing around and just kind of relaxed and finally yeah. talking to each other rather than hating each other yeah um, and I think the MLB All-Star Game does a good job of that when they come over and they fan them with the towel and mm-hmm. they give them Gatorades and mm-hmm. like they've all got their kids with them. It's just yeah. like a very fun event. Yeah. And this seems kind of forced. Yeah. And they need to kind of dial it back and just let the people have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Do you think um, – last question. Do you think – what would you think of if they if they went slightly non-live with the dunk contest and they didn't show you a bunch of crap in between. I would love like if that. If they didn't show you the dunks they missed or like the, or, or the setup of the well, dunk. Cause the, cause I, I always wonder about the dunks they miss and like what impact it has. And like, cause you're allowed to miss dunks. Yeah. I mean like there there's, they edit everything in the world nowadays yeah, yeah. except the dunk contest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just edit it. So it's clean. Yeah. I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like I don't need to watch Victor Oladipo miss that dunk two times. Yeah, like, or just, just like here, like here's Victor Victor Oladipo, and then they just say like first yeah. two dunks. They just like yeah, throw up yeah. a graphic of him missing two. Yeah, not like yeah. missing one, shrugging, like, running, gra- over, grabbing gra- the ball, yeah. running back to half court, like waving his arms to get the crowd pumped for him. Yeah. Like you know, just I don't know. So it seems like there's some stuff that could be tightened up with it. But the best part about the dunk contest is watching 
the dunk highlights the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that you watch a compilation of all the best dunks and like that's awesome to watch. So it's like <laughs> I don't like, when I watch that later, I don't care how many times he had to try that. All I care about is the time that he made it. Like And the dunk cut is like two and a half, three yeah, hours long yeah, of yeah. like eight dunks. Yeah. I mean, all star all star Saturday breezes up until the dunk contest. Like, like every event moves pretty quickly and then you hit the dunk contest and there's still like an hour and a half left <laughs> and it, it lasts that entire time. Yeah. So Okay. So, so All Star Weekend. That's it for the NBA All Star yeah. Weekend. I think, could be better, but well, it was so hold okay. On. Well, we actually we quickly we, we should I don't want to spend too much time, but we didn't talk about the All Star oh, game. Oh yeah. The All Star game was great. All Star game was great. Like so the, the format and I we spent a lot of time on that skill, so let's not talk too long about this. But the new format worked. I mean this this for whatever reason, instead of being East versus West, being a team picked by captains enhanced the competitive juices in this game. Yeah. It just did. I, I mean, yeah, teammates going against each other. You had the last possession of the game. It's Kevin Durant smothering Steph Curry in the corner. Yeah. Like, you had all these things that were, like, you had Kyrie passing to LeBron, like, you know, same similar with, like, Russ and, and yeah. Durant and now, last year. And now, so did you hear Al Horford was last picked? Yeah. Well, was, uh, he was second to last. So, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge um, was last and so, he was second to last. But, yeah. Um, semantics. No, yeah, yeah. Um, so, they didn't uh, televise the draft this year, yeah. but they're planning on doing it next year, yeah. which I think will only help. It will. I think yeah. once you televise the draft and people are getting amped up for getting picked, yeah. like these players, they're performers. Yeah. They, they play on a team with five people, and they're the star of the five. Yeah. So they know how to, to showboat. They know how to like yeah. hold a crowd. And so if you're getting picked, you're going to want to get picked first. You're going to want to get yeah. picked in, like before you're the, the other person on your team. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to kind of intrinsically build that mm -hmm. team mentality and that game gamesmanship. Right. I think televising the draft – if it's next year, will be the best NBA All Star game in terms of competitiveness yeah. that they've ever had. Which and this already was the best they've had to this point. So and, and I think next year would would enhance that if the yeah. draft is t is televised. It's probably the only um, sport where a draft works for yeah. an All Star game. Yeah, or is more entertaining. Right. Because like football, yeah. like there's too many players on the field. They like I, I don't really care if yeah. my offensive linemen are playing with right. off other offensive right. linemen from a different division. Mm -hmm. Like I think it worked w relatively well in hockey, but it didn't. But hockey the next year soon switched to the new format, which is great. Like yeah. so the new the new format the new of divisions and three on three tournament is great. So, um, so yeah, but I think the draft will will work well. It could in baseball maybe, but I mean it's not as much it's not as much of a team playing with each other. Yeah, you know exactly. It's it's. It's basketball. More, it's basketball basketball creates really yeah. cool dynamics on yeah. the court. Yeah, when true. this when this draft it, like happens, like what's going to happen when like you know Steph is being guarded by KD, like or, that's or their, when Boogie their Cousin goes up against Anthony yeah, Davis. In exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's those type of things that will that will create great matchups. I think so. Um, so yeah, All Star game. And last point, I don't know how you feel about this. Some people probably feel strongly one direction or the other. I loved the new uniforms this year. Interesting. So they were very boring. I really <laughs> they were white and black and but I love that they had the team's logo on I it. I like that they had the team's like, secondary or third. Yeah. Like they, they didn't have just the regular yeah. logo. They had yeah. every team's If uh, they had one, a secondary yeah, logo. Secondary like or the third Celtics logo. don't have one. And but, it was yeah. very prominent. Yeah. It was just boom. <laughs> yeah, just just black or white jersey and then the opposite color was the one color, the team's logo, and then the back had big numbers with the name underneath. I thought they were great jerseys. Yeah. And like Cause I'm just like I'm I I have seen enough red and blue jerseys that say East and West on them. Like I've just seen enough yeah. variations. I mean, I think of it's those. I think it's a very cool very. I don't yeah. want it to be the standard. No, just no, no, white no. versus black. No, no, not white black. But like I think a very that, clean I, I, putting your team logo on the jersey. I think is way better than saying like yes, if they said correct. like Team LeBron and Team Steph or something yep. like big jersey on the big logo on the front and then stylize the jerseys however you want. But like I thought that was a great change to the way they do it. So. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, all right, that's it for All Star Weekend. Um. Last topic, I guess this is what you're talking about with breaking some news. It took just, us a just, long time to break this news. It took us a long time. That's why this show is called You Heard It Here Second. <laughs> yeah, because you've definitely already heard it by now. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Red Sox have signed J.D. Martinez. Um, so, like, 50 teams wanted him. Everybody at, was at least, dying for him. It's not even 50 in the league, but they there was 50 that were offering he, him contracts. He was, he was uh, rumored to have gone to any team in the league. <laughs> he was thinking about even switching sports. See, like there was <laughs> yeah. NBA teams trying to get him. Yeah, um, people were throwing money at him. Yeah, seriously. So if you haven't sensed our sarcasm, uh, JD Martinez was holding out uh, for a better contract. Wanted to start a bidding war. The initial contract, from what was reported, was five years for 125 million. So that's 25 million a year. And the reports of that Martinez was not happy with that. 
that Scott Boris was going to do Scott Boris things and get him more money and yeah, the way he agent. always does. Yes, is a notorious agent of, of sports players. Um, and so it ends up coming through that his, he signs for five years, 110, which is $15 million less than that original reported amount. And to be honest, there wasn't a big market for him, which – so um, let me say from my end, I'm thrilled about it yeah. because I think he's a great signing at that cost. Jay uh, Martinez like, is a great baseball player. He had 45 player. home runs last year. Yeah. Like, like, so I think he's relatively underrated in that regard. Like he had, He's a 300 hitter who had 45 homers, a right-handed bat at Fenway. I think it's a great signing. Um, I was worried about them – about Scott Boris somehow getting the price up to be like an eight-year, like $250 million deal. I would have <laughs> yeah. been very scared about that. Um, but so at this price, five years, 110 million, I think it's a great signing for the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, and I, for whatever reason, other teams weren't willing to pay that price. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, that part I don't get. I, but. and the, literally the day before this happened, yeah. the Rays designated their all-star outfielder, Corey Dickerson for assignment. <sighs> literally. He was an all-star wow. last year and yeah. now he's de- uh, designated for assignment wow. and traded away their second best pitcher in Jake Odorizzi for... Guess who they got in return? Guess what they got in return? Uh, Prospects. Financial flexibility. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is mentioned in all of the actual trade announcements. Wow. So that's how they're pitching it. So they gave him away. They gave him away. I mean, they they picked up some some guy who batted like 215 for the Angels for eight years. Um, Nobody. Wow. Wow. Flexible. Cash flexibility. Financial flexibility. Financial flexibility. So that's the world that I'm living in. (laughs) The world you're living in is where J.D. Martinez says – Oh, I may sign with the Red Sox, and then quiet for yeah. three months. Yeah, <laughs> and then he signs with the Red Sox. Yeah, that's just how it happens. <laughs> so the rich get richer, Derek. Yeah. Well, baseball has a huge problem. It it does. I mean, it does. Look at the Yankees right now. No, I know, I know. Um, Look at the Marlins right now. The ba- baseball has a huge problem. It does, but I, I don't know how to solve it. So either I don't, do I. I, I, I don't know think, how to solve it, but it's because the problem isn't very the same as it used to be. So, so I think this Yankees problem is different than the old Yankees problem, where the old Yankees problem was they bought everyone. Yeah. The Yankees bought every player they had. The Yankees actually didn't buy any of the players, that, any of their stud players, right here. Yeah. I mean, they they traded a legit package of prospects for Stanton. They didn't sign him as a free agent. Aaron Judge is is a homegrown prospect. Gary Sanchez homegrown prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregorius, like all these guys in the Yankees yeah. are homegrown. No, they, I'm not so, saying they have a they have a problem in terms of the yeah. old school problems, yeah, just yeah, people yeah. buying right, buying right. free agents because there's yeah. there's plenty of people sitting in free agency not but, getting paid. But the yeah. lower teams have Still no can't keep the guys ability. When they, have. they have no ability yeah. to compete. Yeah, it's true. The it's the true. teams in the bottom half, yeah. similar to the NBA too. The yeah. pa- but it's even worse in baseball. The yeah. parity is so. The gap is so wide. Yeah, it's it's almost a joke. And I mean, what it takes what it takes to go from the bottom to the top in the MLB is the perfect execution of a long, long term plan, which is what the Houston Astros did. Yeah, like it, it takes that level of perfection. Like, like remember we were talking when they won the World Series about that like article in 2014, yeah. 13 or whatever that was like the Astros are going to win in 2017, and it was like. And then, Every single thing they did had to go right there, and like their entire lineup ended up coming up and being good players. Yeah, and you have to like like not only do you have to build that farm system and have the perfect season, but you also have to make the right moves. Mm-hmm. You have to like say this is our year and yeah. pull the trigger. Yeah. So they signed Justin Verlander about yeah. three quarters of the way through yeah. the year. He carries yeah. them through the playoffs. Some of the, some of the best pitching yeah. performances we've ever seen. Yeah. And then they can win the Whereas World Series. Whereas if that move comes games. in the wrong year, they if that move comes in the wrong year, they lost the prospects that they, the only potentially prospects they had to make a big splash like that. So yeah. it's like there's certainly no margin for error with teams like that and with the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and whoever else, there's a lot more room for error. Like they the Dodgers the Dodger <laughs> look at the who the Dodgers picked up in contract wise in that yeah. trade with the Red Sox. They took on Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, Josh Beckett they took on these contracts, and like it didn't hurt their ability to become good. None of the guys I just said were major factors for them in yeah. their recent run to the World Series, where they just came, they came up just short. None of those guys matter for them. None. So it's like they're probably still paying those guys. <laughs> yeah. But like, and if the Rays were paying all three of those guys, they'd have to cut everyone. They're crippled. Else. Yeah, they, crippled like, for so, years. Yeah. So that is a legitimate problem in in baseball, and I don't know. I've said before, I'm a huge proponent of salary caps in every sport. I love. I, think I would love a, a hard salary cap. Like. And you and the thing is, you can have, you can have a cap that you know. I used to hate it, but I actually have become more and more in favor with the NBA cap because the NBA has this like soft cap and then a hard cap, and like so you can't go over the hard cap. But if you're over the soft cap, it's what they call the luxury tax line, 
and you're in this like repeater territory where the Cavs, like for instance, literally pay like two and a half times their team salary in luxury tax. So like that's that's a crippling amount of tax to pay yeah. as as an organization. Well, like, that's why they kind of have to sign all these old veterans. Exactly, they yeah. can't like sign another superstar. Yeah, and it's like and that comes at a cost when you're going to keep having a team like that, like built around LeBron, for instance, trying to compete now. Compete now ha- comes at a huge cost to ownership. You know now. I know in baseball, the money is a lot bigger. Like the Red Sox and Yankees wouldn't really have a tough time paying those taxes, but make them higher until they, ha- until they have a tough time paying them um, to de-incentivize being over the cap like that. So I think something like that would certainly yeah. help baseball, I think, a little bit. Yeah. So but. Red Sox signed J.D. Martinez. It's a huge win. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be battle for the ALEs between the Red Sox and, Cel- and, uh, yeah. and uh, Yankees again. And my, my closing thoughts on that are that this is obviously a big signing. Um, it, it helps them a lot, but... What still scares the crap out of me is is who the Red Sox face in the AL, and those lineups are just right-handed murderers' rows. Every every one of those teams is a team of right-handed killers. Yeah. And in the Yankees, the Astros have the same thing with Springer, Altuve, all those guys. Bregman, who was great last year, uh, and the Indians have the same thing with like Encarnacion and like a bunch of other guys who are pretty good right-handed hitters. And the Red Sox have a bunch of lefty pitchers, so it's a yeah. very bad matchup for them. I thought lefties were supposed to be better against righty no, batters. No, the the opposite benefits the batter. So, um, okay. I mean, whatever stock you put into that, but I mean, so it's because of the fact that it's like a wider angle. You can see the ball sooner yeah, when yeah. it's a lefty, whereas for when a righty's facing a righty pitcher, it's more in your peripheral vision where the release point's coming from. Hmm. There's a bunch of schools of thought on it. The way breaking pitches break away from you versus towards you, yeah. you know, so. Um, the the lefty righty is good for the hitter. So and mm. the Red Sox have that poorly matched up with their uh with their AL opponent. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anything else in sports? That's it for sports. All right, going to pop culture. Alrighty, so pop. I, I just want to say uh, that in that cut doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, that's a very good um, that's a identifier. Good yeah, I think so too. That might we, be my we favorite. We crafted that cut. Yeah, like, that was like with, us. Like what? What sounds do we need? Yeah, that's what not sounds? like a stock thing. Like we put that together. Yeah, the song, the sound effects, the lyrics that yeah. go with it. Those that's three different things. We cut them all together. And there was a couple different sound effects in there. That was like four different things probably cut together. Yeah, so that's homemade. Yeah, and that's a nice cut. It is. Yeah. Sorry, continue. So, uh, period number three, pop culture. Only one thing here, I think, and I'll let you talk about it. Yeah. Have you seen this, by the way? I have not. No, neither have I. Um, I'm not a big fan of seeing superhero movies in theaters. Uh, I mean, I fully respect this movie, and I'm, mm-hmm. I hope it shatters all the box office records and continues to do really well, but mm-hmm. superhero movies will be out on TNT in five days. <laughs> they were a little bit as soon as, as soon as it's out of theaters, it will be on TBS and TNT. <laughs> um, so, The Black Panther is shattering box office records. Um, it's the fifth largest opening of all time for any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's assisted a bit by the President's Day weekend, the long weekend, so that the days are a bit extended. Um, but yeah, I mean, it apparently it's it's getting it's got like ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's just getting praise all over the place, and it's it's coined a new phrase, Wakanda forever. I think, and I don't know, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know what it means, but I, I'm kind of, it's making me want to see it, because people are hashtagging it, and I feel like it's like a really cool part of the movie when someone says that, um, so Wakanda forever is, is how we feel about it. Yeah, there you go, that's how I feel about it too. Are you going to um, see it? You still have movie pass. Um, no, I don't, I canceled it. Oh, because, did you? Well, because they took the Boston Common Theater off the list, so I, so did, here's, I did cancel So here's the question, do you think yeah. you made your money's worth? You probably didn't. Uh, no, I no, I probably didn't. But I think I only came up probably ten bucks under. I think because I think I went to three movies, and mm. I think I had it for about five months probably. And so three movies is about forty five bucks the way they charge movies now. It's so funny. So yeah, you, you are the you are literally the reason yeah. they are able to maintain a business well, so, but for the, people well, who do that. But but I mean that is true. Um, but there's also um, there people. So I actually saw my cousin who lives in New York, just got, like, posted a picture on Facebook the other day because he just got his movie pass, and he's pumped about it. And, like, a few people commented on his post, his friends in New York, that were like, it's going to change your life. It's awesome. Like, people love it there. 
Kim Kim as, Curtis, a, yeah. a avid listener, said she picked it up because of us talking about it. Yeah, she said she it, loves it changed yeah. her life. Yeah, it, it's she watches the movie all the time. I mean, if you live close enough to a theater, and if you if you if you and your friends all get it, and like you guys are like, let's go to the movies once a week or more than that if you want. It's like it'll be great. Have for a you. movie night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so hey, what can you do? Boston Common apparently one of the ten most popular theaters in the U.S., which is ridiculous. <laughs> so um, so yeah, uh, I think. I'm glad I tried it. It was low risk. Uh, I only lost a couple bucks. I, it was my own fault that I lost bucks. But hey, you paid yeah. for the experience. Yeah. Um, so. Will you see Black Panther in theaters? Maybe uh, if the opportunity presents itself. I probably won't like like really. Well, now you make to, sure I go see it. But now you have to pay full price for movie tickets, true, which, which is, is huge de-incentivization to yeah. it for for me going to the movies. So so that, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, but then again. I can't use that logic forever because then I'll never go to the movies again. That's so. true. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so you got to you got to choose the movie. You get back into the yeah. The it could be Black Panther. Prices. Black Panther's like a. It seems to be a cultural phenomenon. So um, maybe that's the one to get back into it with. Mm, all right. We'll see. So anything else on Black uh, Black Panther pop culture? Nope, that's it. All righty, brings us to the final drive. You want to go first, or do you want to go second or third? Uh, ooh, third. Never got the, that option. Yeah, no, this is, uh, that's not really an option. So second, just, please. Second. All right. Um, so my final drive is going to be about YouTube TV. So, um, we, a couple weeks ago, I talked about the new apartment building, right. That I'll be moving into later at the end of the era, the Beaverly. Um, and so another thing I decided to do is cut the cord cause we hate Comcast. Comcast sucks. So I'm going to attempt cutting the cord, meaning I'm going to do internet only and have a TV package. So I've been, uh, trying to find the best option for internet TV that gets the things that I want, but isn't too expensive. So you have like Sling TV, you have Hulu TV. You can get a Roku. A, a Ro- so Roku, I've learned, is Roku is a device to play all that stuff, but it, has, it isn't actually a TV provider. You can get a PS4. So you can get a PS4. PlayStation View is one of the is one of the TV things. So there's a lot of different options out there. I've been looking at trying to figure out which one's best and which one's most cost effective. And I think now this is again for my preferences. I've settled on YouTube TV, hmm. and so I hadn't even heard of it actually until recently. Until Draymond but, and um, the, that a Vikings commercial. Yeah, oh, I, I I didn't even see that. I don't uh, think Draymond Green's in a YouTube TV. I'll, I'll have to check that one out. So um, the biggest thing for YouTube TV, and this will apply to you if you're looking for the same type of thing and you have similar needs from this as I do, which is like I need the network broadcast channels like ABC, CBS, NBC. And I need sports channels. I need, like, all the ESPN and, like, the regional sports channels, like Celtics and Bruins play on and stuff. And YouTube TV actually has all of those, every mm. single one of them. It has Nessun and NBC Sports Boston, which is regional. It's got all of the major broadcast networks, which most of the other uh, online services don't have because those networks have their own bro- uh, online streaming services, so they don't really work with a lot of other online providers. But so YouTube TV has only, I think it's, like, 35 channels, which isn't a lot. But they're the channels that I need. Like it's all those sports channels and basically the you know a lot of the other basics. Chopped. Thirty-five bucks Do you a get month. Food no. Network? So Food Network, I think right now is one that I don't get. So I'll need to find another way to watch things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you will. But uh, but so thirty-five dollars a month. So it's it's very affordable. Um, Dollar for channel. All that. Dollar channel. Yeah, actually, I didn't even realize that. And so um, the other the other thing I will say as a I, I, I like downloaded or not downloaded. I signed up for a qu- like a free trial of it for like to test it out for a day, and uh, th- it's only about a ten second delay from the actual live cable uh, stream, oh. which is pretty good for internet TV. A lot of times you'll get like a minute delay, which is kind of mm-hmm. I don't want that if I'm watching live sports and people are like I'm talking to people about it and whatnot. So. Uh, so YouTube TV, from what I've seen, cool interface, good e- uh, usability, has the channels, has the speed and everything, and is affordable. So Does it come with a remote control? It doesn't. So, so that's where we get into the whole Roku thing, and I can talk about that a different time. But so Roku is, is I'll, I'll likely get a Roku. It's one of those, it's kind of like a device that you use to, Roku has a remote, and you go through your apps, like YouTube TV would be an app, Hulu, Netflix, like HBO Go, whatever. Oh. So like you have all your apps on the Roku. So um, it's an interesting new world breaking from comcast so cool well, when i actually start it i'll have to let you know how it goes so, so that's one, my final one drive. small step for derek one small step to bringing down one comcast. giant leap for yeah <laughs> derek kind yeah um okay so my final drive is another cozy book corner um i flew through another book uh this was our book club book it's born a crime by trevor noah um so many of you know who trevor noah is he's the 
current host of The Daily Show. He replaced Jon Stewart on Comedy Central. Um, he's from South Africa. He's, um, I think he's in his like early 30s, maybe late 20s. Um, but he wrote a memoir, so it's called Born a Crime. Um, it is definitely not what you're expecting. It has nothing to do with his comedy career, his rise to fame. None of it is actually f- from him in America. So if, you, if you're interested in Trevor Noah as a person in terms of his career and where, how he got to where he is, look somewhere else. Um, this is, it could almost be a nonfiction book about apartheid in South Africa. So he's talking about um, race relations, about his childhood and having to scrap from the ghetto and, and his mom moving around and having a bunch of jobs and him being born to a, a black mother and a white father and the white father couldn't see him because he wasn't allowed to and he moved away but he still loves his white father. Like it's just very, very biting commentary on apartheid and, and life in South Africa. So totally not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I have much more respect for Trevor Noah now. I I didn't actually like him very much when he took over for Jon Stewart. I was a huge Jon Stewart fan. Yep. I didn't find Trevor Noah too funny to begin with, but I think he's finally starting to find his groove because I've seen some clips and he seems to finally get it. I mean, the era of Trump makes all late night comedians very funny. Yeah. It's just easy, easy yeah. content. That being said, if you're interested in Born a Crime, it's very, very real. It's very deep, thoughtful. Um, you could tell it was probably very hard for him to write because there's some very deep topics discussed. Um, but he is a comedian, so there are some funny parts. The stories are, are relatively funny. Um, so Born a Crime, Trevor Noah. I think I gave it a 75% Steve Nicholas Avocados. Okay. Not what I was expecting, but uh, I'm glad I read it. So if you like Trevor Noah, it's a very interesting read. You learn a lot about his childhood. Not a not a very funny book, though. So right. Um, right. that's it. Born a Crime cool. by Trevor Noah. 75%, 75 percent Steve Nicholas Avocados. 75 Avocados. There you go. So... Not a bad rating. Go check it out, Born a Crime. So uh, that's that for episode 96. That's, that's very it. close I mean, to 100. That's very close to 100. We didn't mention that yet. We need to is. tweet start... at Jared Dudley again soon. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That's related to episode 100? Or... Correct. Yeah, okay, cool. But uh, yeah, we should do that. Um, I feel like there's someone else we can... Yeah, we got to try Herzlick, to get Jonos. Luke Keekly, Jonos. Jonos. Yeah, there's... Yeah. There's some people we should... D- yeah. Dick Vitale, Dick, yep. 70 episodes later. Yep. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Like, yeah. Although, <laughs> There's a lot of people. they we, broke up. Yeah. Lala and Oh, and okay. So that would be probably kind of weird. That would be yeah, very so. weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, think, we'll think about it. If you guys can hand deliver us a great guest for episode 100, what that might even be yourself. I don't want to assume that nobody famous is listening to this. So True. If you are famous, <laughs> let us know. Um, if you're not famous, there's four episodes to fill before that's, then. That's true. So. That's true. So... That's it. We'll see you guys next week as we inch closer in episode 97. Later days.